Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We opened up with Derek Carr this morning and how Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat changes everything for the Jets as they wait for him to make a decision. And if the Jets right now say, screw it, we can't wait on Aaron Rodgers, we got to give a big deal to, or a big offer to Derek Carr. That's sort of the situation that they're in because it's either make a run at Derek Carr and risk losing out on Aaron Rodgers if he wants to come and join you or miss out on Derek Carr, miss out on Aaron Rodgers and then go with the scrap heap guys, which is, a to me, a total disaster. Now, walk me through this because you're a guy, you got contacts here on the phone yesterday in a break, you know, you break it down stuff. Hey, you got a second for this, you got a second for that. You're an NFL insider. So, yeah. I need to know, uh-huh. the Jets, what they're allowed to do, let's forget about for a second what they're allowed to do. What actually goes on? Because they need an answer. They need to know if there well, is. They're, they're going to call. They're, they're going to call Derek Carr's agent, and they're going to say we are interested. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking okay. about because they are interested. In Derek Carr. That's an easy one. Is a free agent. He can come in now. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, who was under contract with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, who also is just a total out there space cadet, where you don't know where he is and what he's doing half the time. The Jets need to know if there's any interest there at all on that behalf of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. How do they go about that? All right, so the uh, they cannot contact Aaron Rodgers' agent because he's still under contract with the Green Bay Packers. However, Joe Douglas can call Brian Gutenkus, the general manager of the Packers, and say, look, we are interested if you are interested. If you guys are thinking about trading Aaron Rodgers, we would like to have an opportunity to see whether or not we could trade him. Those two guys can talk. Um, the Packers have not given uh, Aaron Rodgers and his representatives uh, an opportunity to go speak to other teams, much like the the, uh, the Raiders did give to Derek Carr before they had to release him yesterday. So they're waiting for this blackness retreat to go through. And, you know, what happens when he comes out of this blackness retreat? That will determine whether or not the Green Bay Packers are going to have one of three things on their hands. They're going to either have an, a retiring Aaron Rodgers. They're going to have an Aaron Rodgers who wants to come back to them. Or they're going to have an Aaron Rodgers who wants to go to a specific team, which I believe if that is the team. And again, it's speculation on my point. And Aaron, I'm not trying to be an insider here. I would think that it was going to be Vegas, that it's not going to be the Jets. Now, what does that mean for the Jets? I also believe that Derek Carr is a guy that is not looking for a two-year deal or a three-year deal. I think he's looking for a five-year deal and probably will end up settling for a four-year deal. He's 32 years old. Which means to me that that is not the answer for the Jets because the Jets are going to keep Zach Wilson on the roster. So when you go and you go out and give a guy like Derek Carr that kind of money and that kind of term, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that you would have both of these guys still on, on the roster. Now, 
where do they go from there if it's not Derek Carr? And I do believe that maybe Carolina is going to make a real push for him. The, the second thing, uh, or the third thing I would think, is that now you're looking at the next level of quarterbacks who probably wouldn't take long-term deals or couldn't get long-term deals and may be a short-term answer for the quarterback situation that a quarterback who is familiar with the system that uh, Nathaniel Hackett's going to run here. And that would be Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I don't necessarily know that that would be Baker Mayfield. I'm not really sure. Um, you know, is it Andy Dalton? I doubt it. But I, I think that that's the next level, guys, you're looking at if you cannot acquire Aaron Rodgers. So I think that there is a humongous gap between Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Some people think that that gap is a little bit smaller. I think there is a tremendous gap between those two guys. And I understand Derek Carr is much younger in the grand scheme of things, but Aaron Rodgers is that much better. So if the Jets believe that that gap is not as humongous as I believe it to be, then I think they got to screw the future of Zach Wilson and they got to make a big offer well, to Derek Carr. But I would not do that. I, I wouldn't. I would try and convince Aaron Rodgers to come to the Jets the best I could. And if I didn't, I don't, I don't want to give Derek Carr that four or five year deal for big money that he probably doesn't deserve. Yeah, well, doesn't deserve here, especially if you're not really sure about Zach Wilson. But the Aaron Rodgers band-aid here would make the most sense. There's no question about that. The question is, does Aaron Rodgers want to be here? I can't answer that. I mean, you know, uh, he's, you know, I, I don't know. I, 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 would I be surprised if he comes out of his black room, whatever they're calling it, and he says to Green Bay, I would like to be traded. And then Green Bay says, okay, we will trade you. This way it kind of takes Green Bay off the pressure cooker of the fan base who does not want to trade Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault by per se. Right. Because when they did trade uh, Brett Favre, Green Bay fans were not happy. I know people who were in that room making those decisions. And those people in that room that made those decisions for the Green Bay Packers felt the wrath of the fan base, even though he was being replaced by what ultimately is going to be a Hall of Famer as well in Aaron Rodgers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now they're in kind of the same situation where maybe Green Bay does want to move on, but they're not going to say that. They're waiting for Aaron to say it to, to them, and then they'll move him. Oh, he's playing the same game, too, by the way, with the fan base, because one of those McAfee appearances not that long ago, he was saying, you know, maybe the Green Bay Packers, they drafted my replacement. You know, they they I had two back-to-back MVPs, but last year I did not have an MVP. Exactly. So maybe they want to move on. He's doing the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So everybody's playing with the fan base and everything else. But I think the Green Bay Packers as a whole are probably sensitive to what happened the last time they went through this. Even though it's not the same guys in the room, they also were connected to the guys that were in the room previously. So they knew what happened. So you feel like maybe there's a chance that Aaron comes out of there and says, hey, I do want to be traded. This way, that front office now is taken off the hook and then they can go and freely trade him to whoever I think he'd like to go to. I think they would, I think they would try to be, give him a solid, hey, pick a team in the AFC and we'll try to send you there. Yeah, I mean, the, the more and more we talk about it, the more and more I think about it, I feel like the Jets are going to be in that third tier of quarterback going into the season. Yeah, I, I mean, be, be, again, because if you're if you're Derek Carr, you're thinking yourself as a five-year committed guy. I yeah. want five years from you, and I want to be your starting quarterback for five years. There's really two teams 
in my eyes right now that do afford that, and that's the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. The other teams, like Indianapolis, they're going to be drafting a kid. Yeah, already Jim Mercer's talking about Bryce Young. Okay, okay. so yeah, they're going to draft a kid. Um, I, I believe like the Houston Texans are going to draft a kid. So they're not going to want to commit that kind of money to Derek Carr and that kind of term to Derek Carr, where these other two teams might be outside of that realm of getting those, one of those three top quarterbacks unless they trade up into the you know the top seven or eight picks. I think Carolina might have eight, and it may just be outside of getting one of these three top quarterbacks. So that's why they would probably want to go Derek Carr. Plus, it wouldn't cost them any of their draft capital because he is an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, which is tremendous for him because he is the yeah. coveted guy. He's at the quarterback position. He's competing against nobody. This is it. And I do believe that he is a guy that will immerse himself in your organization. Yeah. He, he will be a guy that will move to wherever he's going and to get acclimated into the team, into the offense, into the coaching staff, and will really be a great guy that you could coach. He may not be a difference maker, and Raider fans may have been frustrated with him over the years, but I do know this. What my alternatives are, can I trust the guy that I'm giving the money to? I could trust him. Yeah, and this is something I actually saw a clip that Maggie and Perloff posted with uh, Peter King uh, yesterday when they were talking about him. And he said, if I were the Jets, I would have Aaron Rodgers guarantee to me that he was going to be a part of the offseason program before I went with this. Because, again, that's my point. Like, yeah, he can't. Like, he, he hates the offseason program. Right, so Tom Brady, again, I keep reminding people of this. When he went to Tampa, he got Derek Jeter's house. You know, he brought A.B. in. He went to go work at local high schools during the pandemic. Remember they weren't allowed to be doing all that crap? Yeah, he had illegal pandemic workouts that right. he's reminding he, me. Remember he, that? Right. Well, that's what I just said. Oh, you did? Oh, sorry. He was in my ear. I'm sorry. That's all what right. I'm saying. Okay. They had all the, he immersed himself into Tampa, and it's one of the reasons why three straight years in the playoffs, a Super Bowl victory in their building. I mean, he gave them everything that he, they could have asked for from him coming in there. And I just want to know whoever that quarterback is that I'm signing is going to be that immersed in my organization as Tom Brady was in Tampa. So is Aaron Rodgers going to be that guy? Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to be that guy? Is Baker Mayfield going to be that guy? I don't know. I, I know Derek Carr will be that guy. Yes, but Derek Carr is also, he's a guy who's built for a place like North Carolina and Frank Reich. And that, I mean, Josh they, McCown and the it's whole thing. Just, it's, just per, it's almost too perfect. With that situation, matching it up. What I, what I what I ultimately hope for, what, four or six weeks ago? Yeah, this, with uh, Derek Carr and Frank Reich and ended up at Carolina. You're also hoping for Aaron Rodgers here, but we don't believe that's a thing. I, I don't think he's going to want to come here, but again, that's our speculation. Let's go to Jim in Wilkes-Barre. What's going on, Jim? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, what do you think about San Francisco 49ers? Purdy's uninjured. Trey Lance hasn't proved nothing else. Wouldn't the 49ers be a dark horse? It's a lot of money for them. They, the, you know, they have right now with moving on with Garoppolo. They've got two quarterbacks. They are making no money, right? And, and that's they why got guys that got to pay on defense. Exactly. So that's probably why they're not in that mix now. If it were a one-year deal for someone like Tom Brady, that would be one thing. Or Aaron Rodgers. Or Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers is making a ton of money on this but, contract. But, maybe, but see, the point being is, like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you want to the Super Bowl. Hey, I'll take twenty-five million. I'll go one year to San Francisco. Yeah, but Green Bay is not sending him to San Francisco. Right, they have to trade him. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't think and, that. And the other thing, from Derek Carr standpoint, I'm sorry. Yeah, the other thing from a Derek Carr standpoint, again, don't lose the fact that you have all these quarterbacks that are in the AFC. 
Right, of course, yes. But the, the Niners in the NFC, all of a sudden you're thinking like... But, but I'm just saying, if you go to an NFC team, there's a very good chance you can make the playoffs. Look, the, the Bucks made the playoffs last year with a losing record. That's right, in that division. Certainly. So that's something that he's going to think about. The but Giants made the playoffs with you know with a nine and eight record. Yeah. Well, they we had one nine, nine seven, seven and one. Yeah. But I, I I just don't think that the Niners are going to give Derek Carr a five year humongous quarterback no, no, contract. Close. No. They they can't. I mean the the way that they're built and plus they've proven like a guy like Brock Purdy can run that offense pretty damn well. I mean Derek Carr is from there. Yes. So I mean that's the one thing. But I just I don't see them paying. For Derek Carr. I just don't see that. I haven't heard a thing about that. Derek Carr and the Niners. Not a thing. So I think I, I think we're all over it in terms of the teams that are gonna want somebody. And you know, it looks like if Green Bay does lose Aaron Rodgers, then you know they're turning it over to Jordan Love. That is correct. Finally he's gonna get his opportunity. And he's waited just like Aaron Rodgers waited. Man, it's history repeating itself in a big way. Same thing. Well, it is kind of because you remember he had a late first round draft pick. Yeah. But the difference is is Green Bay traded up to get Jordan Love. And by the way, I saw Aaron Rodgers first start as a Green Bay Pack. Yes, you did. With you. Yes. After all that went down. Two thousand and eight. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. Two thousand and eight Monday night football. I believe it was Tavares Jackson against yes. Aaron Rodgers. Number seven for the Minnesota Vikings. That's right. That is right. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. I see you gave your Duncan Black card to Anthony Gallo to go uh, get some treats for for everybody and for our guests. Oh, and then, of course, An uh, Anthony Gallo has no idea how to use the black card because he comes back with like some half-ass order. I didn't send you over there with the black card to come back with nothing. Yeah, what he what he come back with? I, he came back with a dozen donuts and, and a box of coffee, which is fine, but. I was like, we have we have some very v important VIPs coming in. We do, yeah. Nice. I was not aware of this. Why did he buy coffee when he had full blown <laughs> Dunkin' coffee? Well, I, 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 told, here. I told him. I said because you know, if the people come in, our VIP guests come in, it's right there for them. They don't have to walk to the cafeteria. Well, so just have Anthony go get it. For yeah, them. exactly. What a waste of the black card. That's yeah. Well. It's not because I got I got some coffee, so I'm oh, okay. All right, it's all good with me. I'm happy. Although I just thought he like again like you have to I have to educate him. I have to sit him down. Yeah. And say when I give you the black card and you're going over to Dunkin' Donuts, this is what I'm expecting. Yeah, he's got a uh, a comprehension issue. He does. Yeah. As I've noticed, so I've been you're noticing now as well. I've noticed a lot of things about him. Yeah, you know, he's like all over the place. So. Yeah, 
I mean, I was hoping that we wouldn't have to put the guardrails on him, and he could just—you know, wouldn't have to tr- uh, have to worry about him. He could trust him, but that's not the case. But I—I I think because we just take for granted that somebody like him would know what our expectations are. If we don't sit him down and tell him our expectations. Then, then it's our fault for not getting True. the best out of him. Right, absolutely. I, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. But I thought that in the beginning when you froze him out for like two weeks because he screwed up. You did freeze him out. That would be well, something he, that he, would... Well, he needed to learn. He was so nervous. Yeah. He was. As he should have been. I felt bad for him. Yeah, but I mean, still, issues after that. Many issues after that. But, it, but the heart is good. <clears throat> Great kid. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. I, I, you know, well, that the means heart is something. great. That's good. That, you know, that so means something, though. That's great. So you know, he could be a greeter at Walmart. I mean, that's great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, he's got to come back. He has that black card. He's got to come back with like six dozen. Though he's got to yes. get Billy Jock alone to go down with them to help him carry he some did. stuff back. Billy did go with him. Oh, did he? Yeah. And he still only came back with the stuff that he could carry. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't see what he came back in. But he did go, he did take Billy with him. And he should also be like buying like people coffee in the store. In the store. Yeah. yeah. You're like, this is on Boomer Esiason. No, 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 no. This is on me. <laughs> well, yeah. If there's some attractive yeah, women in there. Well, <laughs> I told you I, I had going. to do that at that one time at Donuts. I walked in and I ordered a cup of coffee and I handed the black card. And then of course the person behind it reads my name on the black card and she's a big fan of Boomer and Geo. Mm. And she got very, very excited. And I was like, that's what's that? <laughs> they got screwed in the drive through Or you remember the old easy pass gates? Remember those old easy pass gates? Yes. You know, you get stuck behind somebody yeah, and the easy in pass wouldn't stuck. work. Yeah. And you got right. deed in the, the easy pass lane. That's that right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I felt really bad that day. So I ended up buying everybody's coffee online. Their order. Whatever the oh, order was, I bought it online. That was very cool of you. Awesome. Yes. With the black card. <laughs> right. Yeah, Duncan's looking at their P&L sheets right now. Going, What's going what on? What is that? But you what? have to do that, I think. You know, if you, you're creating, you know. Buzz in the store. Well, makes people want to go back to Duncan. you jamming everybody up. And everybody, I got a guy at the end down there. I could tell he was, you know, he's in a hurry. I mm-hmm. could just see him just seething. And then when he found out, Jam it up the gay gap. Yeah. Then when he found out he was getting a free uh, a free coffee and whatever else he was ordering, he seemed to lighten up a little bit. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Look at that free coffee, free donuts. Let's go. Uh, all right. Uh, we have an update that uh, evidently the black card Anthony had to pay like seven bucks. It wasn't unlimited. Nah, it's that's not true. Okay. Wait a second. I think he's claiming that per transaction. There's only a certain number. I don't know. Not, not, not for me. There's not. Oh, that was your card. Uh, well, then again, he screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> no one, Anthony. He probably just gave them seven dollars because he felt bad. You know, like that they paid for the dinner of the girl who dumped him. Hey, listen, I don't. Here's just a tip: it's seven bucks. So just keep it. <laughs> pulls it out of his pockets with lint and weed residue. <laughs> All right. Uh, I was at the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts three days ago. I was very proud of the people at the window because the guy in front of me, you can hear him. Dozen donuts, about six sandwiches, a whole bunch of drinks, a I'll bunch of coffees. Move over. And the guy says, sir, you're doing this off the drive-thru? And he goes, yeah. So they went ahead and they asked him to go park because it was, way, it was way too much. Yeah, this place is phenomenal. And yeah. They moved him aside yeah. because it was a held everybody up. 
you guys see the Ben Affleck Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I didn't. I only saw a headline about it. Yeah, so we really did go in there, and it was real people going through the drive-thru, and it was him in Massachusetts, where everybody knows Ben Affleck. I guess they know him everywhere. But it was okay. That's cool. Somewhat funny, you know? Some people didn't recognize him at all, and he was being a total jerk, and the guy was like, are you having a tough day or what? <laughs> you know, I, I've done that before. You've gone through the drive-thru? I mean, you've been the person... You know, when I, when I was playing for Cincinnati, we did that at, either at a Burger King or a McDonald's. And people were shocked when they pulled up? Yeah. That's it was fun. like during the off-season. Yeah, I would I like be. That. I like that. Yeah, pull of course. Dak Prescott's at the, uh, at the yeah. window. Yeah, kind of cool. It's, it's an old gag. Gag, I should say. Yeah, for sure. It's been going on since the 80s. Yeah, Letterman used to do that in the Taco Bell. He would uh, work the Taco Bell window. Right. Everybody's been doing this. Yeah, we've done it. It's, it's, like, it's an old gag. Hey, what's old is new again, right, Al? Absolutely. Like grabbing your crotch and sniffing your fingers. It's been going on since the beginning of time. <laughs> Caveman. Caveman Jerry. What I grew up I grew up was the other way. <laughs> you grabbed somebody else's crotch and smelled your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right this hour? Oh, my God. You're letting it fly. <laughs> what went on in that locker room? Oh, man. Oh, wow. no. Okay. When you went the other way, I thought you meant hand down the butt crack. I didn't know you meant someone else's. <laughs> but what are you talking about? Oh you know exactly God. what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't, actually. Every single one of you idiots knows what I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> 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 Maybe it was just a South Shore thing. Yeah, trust me. I mean, there's Finger the circle. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I mean, I don't know how many times, like, <laughs> <laughs> that I've had to smell my other friend's fingers because of that. Yes. Hey, smell my fingers. <laughs> Was that the high fire stem? Yes. He was big on that. That was his move. Like, to... Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jerry, you have an update? You were brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. Aaron Rodgers, he was with Pat McAfee, and we're going to play these because I cut them all up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here he is. If you thought I was going on this uh, darkness retreat like now, wrong. You got the bad info. Not doing it for a few more days. Anybody with knowledge to the opposite of that, it's fake news. Yeah, and he says, enough with all the lies. And if anybody else is out there saying stuff, or if they're just making it up, which is also, those are both likely, um... Just stop with the fake news. <laughs> stop with it. <laughs> he says his decision to play, not to play, leave, not leave, may not come this week. We did so last week. I said, it's, you know, after the Super Bowl, I'm going to go on my darkness retreat, and then I'm, I'm probably going to have a better sense about where I'm at in my life. I didn't say I'm going to my darkness retreat just to figure out if I'm going to play next year or retire. All right, so that was fake news as well, and yet things spiraled out of control. So then that narrative got out there. So how many fucking narratives can come from one... <laughs> Like, show where they didn't even actually listen to what I said or the intent or the tone. And again, nothing against Rappaport, but he, he doesn't have anybody who knows legitimately what's going on in my life. He may know what Green Bay wants. That's the thing. That's yeah. the one thing that Aaron can't control, what somebody within the Green Bay organization may be saying to Ian Rappaport. Very true. That part of it. So, I mean, so what... 
is this all about then? What, the darkness retreat? Yeah, what is it he all about? He wants to find himself. Yeah, he, just, he's, he has done several things in the offseason that he believes is good for his mental and physical health. And the ayahuasca was one, the Panchakarma cleanse was another, and now this darkness retreat is the next thing in his journey to find who Aaron Rodgers is. Hmm. So what happens when you're bored and you're rich? These things I, I suppose so. And he's, he's got that toilet in the middle, and he's going to let it let himself go so that he comes out all cleansed. I'm telling you, when he's got time, so it's the off season. Got time? Yeah. If you've got time, no children, and you're wealthy, you find yourself making yourself puke in a dark room <laughs> for four days, and then tripping on Peruvian plants <laughs> so your dead relatives can stroke you. <laughs> What happens? What? <laughs> what happens? Thank God you're not rich, Al. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him. End up doing wacky stuff. I guess so. Yeah. I didn't know about the dead relative. Oh part, yeah, you don't okay. remember that? No. He had. He told. He said his dead when he tripped on ayahuasca. This is something that came out of his mouth, mm. and that did not fail a drug test in the NFL. No, apparently not. It's just <clears throat> a whatever. But he had the it's a natural felt, trip. He's felt the hundreds of dead relatives' hands on his body. That's what he said. Like he, he just felt all of his dead relatives, you know, petting him with his, with their, with their hands on his body when he was tripping. You know, there was something I saw on Instagram, and I think it was you and uh, Al Jerry, me and Al. What do we yes. do on Instagram? Yeah, why would we be on Instagram? Oh, Al's got something with honey mustard up there now. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me you yeah, read one the honey mustard that was on the table over there. He did. He did. <laughs> I was kidding. There's a lot of hidden bad ingredients in uh, sauces. sauces. You think you're having something good, like a grilled chicken, you throw this on it, just, bad news. Just to be clear, you posted this during the show. Commercial, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> but what was the Valentine's Day post? Was that a WFAN post? Yeah, or was WFAN a- put out of fake Valentine's Day cards for each of the shows. Oh, I see. Us too? Yeah. Oh, I uh, didn't see this. Instagram that one. And what was uh, what was uh, Jerry's? I remember what it was. What was this? It was right now somebody is dying. Oh God! Happy Valentine's. <laughs> Happy Valentine's there, everybody. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> By the way, on. you were talking about like during the show, Al was doing Instagram posts. You missed yesterday. Al was out of the control. Oh, I heard this. I was trying to get through the Lincoln Tunnel listening to this. Yeah, for longer than he's ever been. I know, I heard. Fighting with Spike in his I'm office. I'm going to get the update in the podcast today. Man. They're going at it back there. So 20 I, minutes he was out. So I, mean, I heard. He missed an entire segment on our show. Yeah. It was I, a real light white fight, fight back there between two people under 130. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to hearing about it. But no, I did hear that. It's very unusual for him mm-hmm. to not be there. Um, just a couple of others. So you're, uh, you guys obviously have seen the news about the objects being shot mm-hmm. out of the sky. And so they asked him about that, you know, talking UFOs and all sorts of things. And he basically says it's interesting how there's so much other stuff going on right now when you've got these objects being shot out of the sky. I believe that this has been going on for a long time. It's interesting uh, timing on everything. There's a lot of other things going on in the world. Um, what? Like what? Well, you're saying yeah. things are. You're saying, oh, looky here. Is that what you just said? Ah, 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 bang. That's what you said. Could be some of that. Yeah. To wow. distra- distract us away from these UFOs, I guess is what he's the point he's making. Oh, so he's trying to say there's other stuff going on in the world, so we're not paying attention I to the UFOs. Think that's what 
he's what trying are, to say. What, so, like, what team he's going to play for? Is that what he's talking about? No, no. The, I, uh-huh. I think he's got it confused. The narrative out there is that we're talking about and shooting down UFOs in order to distract from, like, the big chemical fire in oh, Ohio. Other, oh, okay. And people keep saying this Jeffrey Epstein list, which I've been hearing about for years, and nothing's ever come out. But supposedly that's coming oh. out. Yeah, but where is that list? I don't know. I'd like to see that list. Wouldn't you like to see that list? Well, yeah, I saw those documentaries. I know who's on the list. He brought that up too. Yes. <laughs> right? Did you hear about the Epstein client list uh, about to be released too? Well, allegedly, yeah. I assume we have to say because I'm getting sued by a guy that used to uh, be a starting quarterback in which you were a backup quarterback. But what's that? What are you talking about? There's some files that are, have some names on it that might be uh, getting released pretty soon. I never went there. i never been there. <laughs> I don't care what that list says. The list is a ridiculous list. I have never been there. I don't even know Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know Ghislaine Maxwell. I don't know them. Okay, so regardless of what the paper says, what Mushnick is saying, I've never been there. I've never been to Epstein Island. I've never been there. Yay, yay. <laughs> So it was a very uh, interesting 45-minute conversation yesterday, as it is every it Tuesday is. on the McAfee Show, yes. Um, Tom Brady did his uh, oh. podcast radio show. He says, good for Rogers with this darkness retreat. It makes all the sense in the world. I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace. And whoever he's going about it, good for him. Everyone's got their unique way to process the season. And we've all got to be on. It's very intense for all of us. And it's nice to... You know, everyone gets to choose what they want to do. So something on social media, Tom Brady going back to play football to get a divorce so he could just retire and then play golf is the greatest achievement of his life. <laughs> Isn't that great? Uh, play golf whenever he wants now. If it's true. And you saw yeah. the thing with Greg Olson. So Greg Olson gets paid $10 million oh, yes, as the number one analyst. When he gets bumped to two, when Brady comes in, his salary goes to $3 million. That's right. You were right. So Brady waiting a year. He earns an additional $7 million he otherwise wouldn't have next So season. I was wrong. Jerry was right when we talked about this. I didn't think he was going to get a pay cut when they moved him. And he's getting a pay cut. Big one. Yeah. That is a gigantic pay cut. Uh, the Raiders did release Derek Carr as discussed. Jonathan Gannon, the new head coach of the Cardinals. Shane Steichen, the new coach of the Colts, as they both both the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, baseball, just a couple here from the Mets. I saw Justin Verlander did speak yesterday. Um, here was Buck Showalter, who also did. This was day one. Day one. He was asked if he knows who's going to be his opening day starter. Pitcher? Uh, yet to, you know, we're going to check that out down here. That's what we're here for. <laughs> See what everybody is. Good job. Verlander said he does not care if he starts opening day or not. Uh, I don't care about anything. I just got $42 million. (laughs) That's very true. Throw a baseball. What's cooler, to be the opening day starter or the home opener starter? The home opener is cooler. Yeah, for sure. In front of your home fans. Because the Mets open on the road. All the bunting is out. All that stuff. Yeah. All the bunting is out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the flags bunting on the... uh, Oh. Yeah, Got it. On. You know what that is. No, I was thinking bunting. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, they don't do that anymore. No pitchers bunting. Um, NBA tonight, you got the Knicks in Atlanta to take on the Hawks. Nets and Heat, we will have it for you on the fan at 7.15. College basketball, St. John's are winning double overtime at DePaul, 92-83. to Seton Hall beat Georgetown, 76-68. And Nebraska beat Rutgers, 82-72. to The Devils 
and get a win. They don't go to overtime. They uh, they beat the Blue Jackets late. Time still for the Devils. Here's Pallott. Now to McLeod. Moves in. Cuts to his right in deep centers. And they score! <laughs> Ryan Graves scores with 1.4 showing on the clock. <laughs> that was Matt Lachlan. A little Chico rush there at the end. Devils win 3-2. He's going to win games without uh, Jack Hughes on the ice. That's very true. They win, uh, they win last night by a goal, 35-30, and 5 is their record now. Um, are the Devils Senators? Right now, be the Devils and the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, you know, I think it sucks, actually. But okay, that sucks. I mean, I'd li- you'd love to see them in a conference final. Sure. That would be good. <laughs> I just don't like the way the NHL does their, their playoff matchups. I think it's ridiculous. Senators beat the Islanders in a shootout 3-2. Rangers in Vancouver coming up later tonight. Time now for Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. Ah! (laughs) Last hour. It gets louder and louder each time. (laughs) We were exploring the darkness retreats in the tri-state area. So here, Wappingers Falls. uh, It's $900 for a three-day dark retreat. Doesn't sound that expensive. No, that seems to be the ch- on the cheap end. And what do you get for that nine hundred dollars? Like an enema and uh, <laughs> and yeah. Oh, and oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dutchess County, fifteen hundred. Where's Dutchess County? Where's that? Just north of here. Uh, fifteen hundred you know. bucks. Now this isn't tantra sex. There's tantric sex. Yeah. Oh, tantric. Okay. You got that there, too? Because there's a five-day tantra intensive spontaneity retreat. That's $1,200. Now, what does that do? (laughs) 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 Does it explain what it is? Um, Does it give you a menu? (laughs) <laughs> Does it give you a menu with teeth or without teeth? <laughs> oh, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Oh, my God. <laughs> they have one in Portugal. It's a seven-day silent retreat. Seven days. That's long. It's like the first week of Carton and Roberts for Evan. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, guys. Moment of the day. Have Man, a good I tell you. Usually, I'm the person who says the most dumpable thing. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Jerry teeth or no teeth. Boomer's D in the drive-thru. Go suck it or go lick it. Dingleberry bushes. That was both today, too. That girlfriend of his, uh, Blue. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even come close. I did not even come close to saying the most offensive thing today. Oh, yeah! I think you missed that, Jerry. When I was asking, I was asking Boomer what the lollipop emoji meant in a Kadarius Tony Instagram story. Go suck it or go lick it. That's what he narrowed it down to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, baby! All right, Jerry. Thank you. I feel like I finally am back. Finally out of it. And going 100% now? Yeah. And there's a reason why. Why is that? But you know, uh, Sydney called me that drip hydration. Yeah. When I was in Arizona. So mm-hmm. Sydney set it all up for me uh, on the, uh, 
I, I guess on her phone or whatever. I don't know how the hell she did it. Next thing I know, I got a nurse and I'm getting an IV bag and everything else. Like right, and a sponge bath, in which was everybody an extra. Get a sponge yeah, bath. You got no, a sponge no, 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 no. Yeah. So I decided, you know what, I'm getting another drip hydration yesterday. You got another one. I got another one yesterday, yes. And you know what, I, I can't even... It's like 400 bucks for like what I did. Yeah. And uh, I have to tell you, I feel like unbelievable. I feel great. What they throw in there this time? Well, it's, it's you know it's high uh, it's high volume vitamins and things of that nature. I just I asked for a little bit more of a, a tordol in there because I had like the the aches and pains are still like lingering around. But I, I have to say, this morning I woke up, I slept great last night, and I woke up and I'm like cranking. Oh, yeah, I could tell. Well, yeah, so, so it's I all because good. of the drip hydration. I I think it, I was I wasn't I totally had forgotten about it and then I we were just talking about it with somebody that was in here and I was thinking to myself it has to be that yeah uh, it makes sense it's a big thing and a big uh, business out in Vegas for people who are hungover yeah I mean they do that here in New York too they have that yeah. too they also have the monoclonal antibodies for COVID that's right which is what I got you also got that right after huge the COVID. IV guy you love these uh, IVs but, but this drip hydration is amazing. I mean, it's just it's just an amazing company. It's an amazing way they do it, and it's so seamless. It's a little, I guess it's a little expensive, but you know, in the case of coming off of that, I don't think worth. I would have been able to work that Friday in Arizona had I not had that. Wow! So I mean, it's definitely worth it for you. For me, it was. I yeah. would imagine anybody out there working or if it comes down with a stomach virus or anything. I don't know if they do children or not. I'm not sure. I don't think so. It's only an emergency. We actually went through this with Sabrina because she wasn't keeping liquids down. So they were like, really, last resort is hospital IV. Like, we don't really want to do that. We yeah. want her to keep the liquids down and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have to say, a, a very pleasant experience takes about, you know, 35, 40 minutes. And you just feel, I don't know, I, I woke up this morning after a great, finally, a great night's sleep. Yeah. And then, you know, felt good this morning. And maybe this is why I have all this energy today. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I'm back to myself now. You know, um, we got a gift from CBS Sports Network that Al didn't give us. And he actually said this morning that he wasn't going to give it to us because he was upset that we got this gift. So I hear the first segment of the warm-up show, You Don't, all the time. Right. But I listened to it, and I heard this, and I was like, man, like, and I wanted to wait till the end of the show to bring it up to see if he would give us this gift. But he hasn't done it. He still has not given us a gift. It doesn't sound like he is, too. So I looked around. I snooped around in the break, you know, like, like a bloodhound, and I wanted to see if I could find this gift, and I did find this gift. Now, I could have taken the gift for myself, but I thought that that was crossing a line because it's really Al is the keeper of our crap that we get sent to us. Yes. this is not crap. This is a cool thing. So, so Harold Bryant finally sent me a gift from CBS, and you're holding and you're hoarding onto it? I am. Because normally I get the stuff that's at the bottom of his uh, his drawer. Like I, like I, I, I envision Harold Bryant's office over there at CBS. Yeah, and it's got metal drawers in it, and I and I just picture the right lower metal drawer, which is usually the biggest one that for files. Yeah, he's not having files down. You don't need files anymore. No, no files. No, you don't need a filing cabinet anymore. So that file drawer has all the the ugly color stuff that he gets like from yeah. the masters and from something like that. Yeah, probably uses for like a handkerchief. Like so I bet you he wanted to send something nice over for us, and and he did, and then now you're not giving it to us. Uh, no, it wasn't exactly that. Uh, I had uh, seen uh, blue cards, you know, like David Letterman used to read the top ten list off of blue cards. TV has blue cards. You have blue cards on NFL Today. Uh, we do have blue cards, blue yes. Blue cards. I saw Adam Shine had blue cards, so I was complaining, oh, I would like some blue cards. And they sent over some Alan Jerry 
blue cards. See it right there. They put one up in the studio. It's very distracting to me because it's in my uh, line of sight into the control room. But you see the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, blue card right blue there? Cards. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, so I was so excited. I said, oh, thank you. This is really cool. They go, yeah, we sent some Boomer and Geo ones, too. So where are they? Uh, they sent, uh, you guys weren't looking for blue cards. I want a blue card. You want me to go get your blue cards? Get my blue cards right now. Hold on. So Al was like, this was my thing. I love David Letterman. They made these blue cards. They thought of me. This was his thing. And then they sent the blue cards for us. Coach Cower and Nate are big blue card guys. (gasps) Give me the blue cards. Phil's got his notebook. Yeah, I know. I see that all the time. He's got that notebook and he's always right. You know, he writes left-handed. Mm-hmm. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, he throws right-handed. There they are. Look at oh, that. Look at that. We got blue cards. Look how pissed Al is to give us these blue cards. Well, you don't like those? No, he just, he does it. He wanted it to be his thing. He didn't want to share this. You know what that is? That's somebody paying attention. Well, this person, and now you got to give this person credit, whoever came up with this, is the fact that if you got blue cards and we didn't, he would be mad about it. Boomer would be like, where are our freaking blue cards? That could be. And they just didn't want to deal with that. Well, it was when I was on set down there at uh, CBS for the Super Bowl. Uh, Maraid and uh, Stephen Waldron, a couple others. They were like, listen, we're going to get out some blue cards. Then I see, I thought I got a whole lot of blue cards. Half of them were Boomer and Geo cards. <laughs> well, you know, we'll keep them right here just in case, right? Let me have one. What are you going to do with them? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we like to take notes every now and again. Oh, yeah, sure. All the time. Well, as Al says, this is what you got to do with the blue cards. Very distracting for the listener. You got to bang, you you bang it on the table. Yeah, real no, table. It'll be really cool the next time you have a guest on. That what Johnny Carson used to do. He used to throw that the was Letterman. He, he, well, he did the whole thing with the envelope and the uh, Karnak. Karnak, yes, yeah. So yeah, I have a guest on. Pretend that I'm reading from this. I'll tell you, some of the best Instagram feeds I get are when Don Rickles was on with Johnny Carson. Hilarious. You get that's your algorithm. What you get is you get the young girl singing Fleetwood Mac. Yes. You get the comedians. Yes. Bill Burr comes up on Boomers a lot. Bill Burr, you get a Burr. lot get of Dave Bill Chappelle, Burr. too. I get a lot of Dave Chappelle. Yeah, that's your algorithm. I also get Jack Russell's. And Jack Russell's. Yes. Yeah. My algorithm is apparently DeMar Hamlin conspiracy theories. <laughs> How I got on that one, I have no idea. That's all I got yesterday. That's all I got yesterday. Uh, now, do you have TikTok? No, I do not. Yeah, that's scary to me. It comes from China. Apparently, yes. But it's not stopping anybody from doing it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with that. I really don't want anything to do with the iPhone anymore, but it is what it is. The thing that TikTok does, it just drives me nuts, is they do, people post these things where they'll like have a question up there that's somewhat intriguing. And then at the very end of the video, they'll give you the answer on the screen. But like, you got to stop the video at that moment. So you sit there. And they do this to get views because it piles up views. It's a trick to get views because people want to see the answer. And that's how they surveil you when you're holding it on still. <laughs> you're like trying well, to hit it. Through your phone. Trying to hit it to get, ah, I got to watch it again to hit it. Ah! And then it's just frustrating as hell. But that TikTok is just a, it just, it, it's dangerous. They're trying to get you to stay, though, for everything. Like, even on YouTube, I'll, I follow a bunch of different people on YouTube, and they'll be like, stay tuned at the very end. I have the real tip for you. It's like, just give it to me I now. know. I know. Just so stupid. I mean, really, what's the difference? You're getting a view no matter what, right, on that YouTube thing? So it's like, why do you got to wait till the end? Does it really matter? Do they have, like, uh, you know, TSL, time spent listening, a YouTube thing? Probably not, right? A view is a view is a view. All right, so let's get to our... I tell you, I have a program director. The sound, his real voice, sounded like a Johnny Carson, bad Johnny Carson impersonation. Really, I couldn't take him seriously. It was unbelievable. <laughs>
Thank God. So this is what we're going to do, Gene. We're going to get everybody together after the show. And uh, we're going to talk about some ratings and uh, talk about a couple things. And that's that we can... exactly how he oh, spoke? Yes. Yep, exactly. Oh, I couldn't take him seriously. Oh, yeah. This is unbelievable. Mm, I did not know that. Yeah, okay. So uh, you have a few minutes after the show today to stop by the office. And he would always throw his pen to his other thing he would do is throw his pen. It's like, listen, I don't give a crap. Throw his pen up like that. It was like, are you really? It sounds like you're doing a late night show impersonation. This that, is who you are. That would be weird if that program director had a meeting with DA. Very similar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, there. How's it going? Well, you know what? I don't really like the mothership thing. Well, I love the mothership thing. Beam me up is a weird situation. Oh, it's not weird to me. <laughs> I think you're fat shaming Marish. Oh, it's fun though. It is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> All right. Boomer and Geo. Wrapping it up on a Wednesday.